0: From one islander to another, Isle of Wight Radio proudly presents John Hannam Meets. Hi, and welcome to another John Hanameet's Archive. Over the years, I've interviewed Tom O'Connor on so many occasions. Today, I'm going back to 2006, when I met him at the Bembridge Coast Hotel. And we talked about the changes he'd seen in his profession. Showbiz, of course. Another... Hanum Archives.
1: I've got a secret. I was at my crosswits, but now I can name that tune. It's high on a question of entertainment, but the password isn't Gambit or Zodiac. It's John Hannum meets on Isle of Wight Radio, and that's news to me. <music>
0: That's a voice there we've been using for just a few years featuring Tom O'Connor. And my delight is that Tom's with me. Nice to see you, Tom. Nice to be back, John. That was an old uh, voice you did for me. You won't remember this many years ago. And I yeah. scripted it for you. And it mentioned all the shows you'd ever appeared in on TV the game shows. And the, yeah, sure. that. And uh, it's been a lot, is not it, really? Not
1: half, yeah. Sometimes I forget them. It's nice to hear the voice now and again, <laughs> just to remind me what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> but you still hold the world record, I think, don't you? Yes, indeed. It's, uh, it's uh, altogether. 10 network game shows other people have done game shows on tv in different regions but all on a total network basis is a world record yeah
0: now i want to talk to you about something we'd never really talked about you're what i call one of the true greats one of the legends still working you've been in the business a long time How has it changed really from when you went in? Because you were a school teacher I was and just, you sort of got through, didn't you? I did. I was a school teacher. I, I was a singer
1: and then I got a break because I chose comedy basically. Went the right route, learned my trade, watched people, listened to advice, uh, made notes, criticised myself, which is the big one. Of course, you know yourself. I mean, it's easy to come off and say I died on my feet because the audience were bad. You know, that doesn't always apply. So I did all the right things. Uh, I won Opportunity Knox, which was my big break, of course. Um, And I came through the whole gamut. I went through pubs, working men's clubs, nightclubs, theatres, television, uh, Royal Varieties. So I went the whole step right right up the ladder. I don't think he can do that now. It seems to almost be overnight or nothing. So you start from, most of the comics are coming from universities now, of course. So you start comedy clubs and you start in that one and you make it on TV for three minutes in some show and the next thing, wallop, you're out on tour and you're doing 25 minutes or as long as you can. Um, There doesn't seem to be any groundwork anymore. They they go from 20-year-old knowing nothing to 26 being a major star
0: to possibly being 28 and disappeared. It's remarkable, really. And all the talent shows now on TV are sort of geared towards singers aren't they more than comedians
1: they, they are yeah. uh, I mean I, I stars in their eyes is probably the nearest we're going to get to a variety show but as you say it's all singing it's all different kinds of singing but it's it's, uh, it's um, we just don't have that that element of variety anymore where people can sit and relax and if they didn't like you they might like me and if they don't like me then maybe the skater will get them going there was all that there were, there were lots of varieties um, so that's disappeared. How to perform is disappearing slowly as well. Uh, nowadays, more people don't even dress up to go on stage. In fact, they look like they're dressed down. Uh, they can talk to the audience or down to, down at the audience. They, they don't kind of join with the audiences anymore. When we used to do a gag in the old days, everyone could see it come and they would join in. There'd be a swell. People would queue up to hear you tell the gag they already knew. Uh, that's all gone. It's a
0: shame. And the sort of quality of the gags these days it's sort of uh, gone downhill hasn't it really
1: yeah it's it's very much a two or three gear co- comedy act now it's 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 blue it's uh when older it's offensive of some variety it's it's either ageist it's blue it, it's uh, a, a, a sick type humor um It's all kind of a a, a much of a muchness. Nobody's doing anything different anymore. I mean, in the days of the great comedy greats, I mean, Max Bygraves and Jimmy Tarbuck and all these fellows who made it way back, everyone was different. When you went to see Ken Ken Dodd, you never saw anything like Jimmy Tarbuck's act or or Charlie Smiley's act. They were all unique. And that's disappearing.
0: When you did the clubs, and I know you were very successful, weren't you? Mm -hmm. They didn't expect you to be blue or crude, did they? At all?
1: That's right. Uh, I mean, I, I picked a, the, the, the homely path, if you like, because it, nobody was doing a totally clean act and a totally, uh, they'd call it PC act, of course, today. Yes. Uh, and they didn't, they didn't want it. People didn't, didn't expect you to be blue. They were stunned if somebody said more than bum, you know, even a minor four-letter word. We have an intake of breath, but that's gone. I mean, it's every other word now is four letters, generally beginning with F. And you think, well, but that's not even funny now. There's the shock elements when you first do it, possibly. But then if the gag isn't clever, it doesn't matter how blue it is, it's not going to get a laugh anyway. And if it's not clever, it's not going to get a laugh. It's clean. So people don't concentrate anymore on the type of comedy that just on the delivery, which is a shame.
0: Opnox and the Comedians were programs which were key to people's success, but they don't happen anymore, do they really? No.
1: That's a pity because I've worked with so many very good comedians, good comedians who, who needed to be to be taught a little bit and to watch other people and to listen. And it would be great to have the comedians back on and sprinkle a couple of real good old bangers amongst them. Mick Miller and people like this, you see, Vince Earle, who are great and, and probably the last bastions of, of what I would call real comedy. It would be nice to have a show like that with maybe three or four fellows of that breed
0: and maybe three or four youngsters as well. I'd like to see that coming. Who knows? You never know. It's not possible now. Like you were a school teacher, you did how long in schools? Quite a quite a while, didn't you? Sixteen years in schools. And yes. how long have you been a pro? You've been. Well, <laughs> I turned pro in seventy two, so right? a, a long time ago. Yes, <laughs> thirty odd years. But that's not really possible anymore,
1: is it? You think? No, I don't think so. No, um, I, I, I think that major step change. There, there just isn't any facility for it anymore. No, uh, it's it's gone. There are people who have. Um, I'm thinking now of Peter Maloney the, the Liverpool school teacher who still makes a good living as a, a very funny after dinner speaker but he's kind of my ear as well so there's nobody made in the last 20 years has made the step I made it's, I think it's totally impossible It's
0: odd because Charlie Lansborough you and I both I think he's great you yes. a nice guy isn't he he was a school teacher as well wasn't he he was Charlie yes and uh, I had the pleasure of working with him on tv once
1: in Ireland and I didn't know this is a true story <laughs> yes right? he said to me do you know my guitar was more famous than I was I said really he said it became famous before me I worked in a double act years ago John with a fellow called Brenny McCormick we were singing actor guitars and on my this is your life Brenny brought two guitars on to show Eamon Andrews how we used to do the act and one of them was Charlie Lansbury's guitar and he still got it. He says, "This guitar went on your. This is your life." And it was it was famous before I was. But he, you're right. He was a school teacher. Actually, there's, there's a whole plethora of us. You know, Sting was a teacher. Uh, Chris Tarrant, Jim Bowen um i'm trying to there's
0: at least about half a dozen if you if you rattle through uh, show business you know It'd be a fantastic tv show wouldn't it you imagine that spot, they spot, could call the it please sir like the old show what, what have we yeah. all teachers couldn't they we could have six of us ganging up on one kid <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> but that sort of career has all changed hasn't it now oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's uh, completely different to when you were a teacher really it
1: has i mean i don't know how they do it now i really just don't know i mean all right i can understand maybe infant school and junior school but how people do secondary teaching now i just don't know there's just no respect there's no when i say discipline i don't mean we should be knocking them around the head but you know there's just there's just, just no way of of sorting out any uh, basic problems which really uh, the root of them are, is, is the home isn't it And they, mm. they carry the home problem into the school and then the teacher has to try and deal with it and uh, they're more like social workers than teachers though. that's a shame
0: ok let's meet the families oh sorry wrong show I'm Les Dennis but you're listening to John Hannah meets. my current guest is Tom O'Connor who's been on this show a few times but he's always welcome so um, now today you're on the Isle of Wight to appear at uh, Benbridge Coast mm-hmm. sell so, out And everywhere you go, Tom, you seem to sell out these days. (laughs) I'm lucky, aren't I? You Uh, are lucky, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's because uh,
1: I've I've hung on and... uh I haven't disappeared off TV screens. I mean, I I do lots of nice things on telly. I don't do a lot, but I do like dictionary corner on countdown. I might do that four weeks in a year. That's 20 days. gives a lot of people a lot of chance to see me. Uh, I do all kinds of what I think is better type television. I might do a chat show. I might do um, one of these where they give opinions a bit like we've been talking about how Mm. show business was in the, Mm. in the old days. So it just keeps the face um, uh, in the public eye and it's working. uh, Thank goodness. And, um, People are coming to see me, so I say. I suppose it's because they know what I'm going to do. It's always nice when the audience walk in, and you know that they know you're not going to be blue. You're not going to pick on their grandmothers and old people and infirm. So it's a uh, it's a good living. It's it's uh, this is this is
0: what I always wanted to do. A few have nicked party or act over the years, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah there was, there's one who should be nameless,
1: but he won New Faces with this. this. This comedian went on years ago on New Faces doing impressions. This is what he did. He said, Good evening, my name is David Frost. In my first guest this evening is Tom O'Connor. And he went straight into my, my first ever LP and just did my old act. Did he? And he won, which was great because I thought if he'd lost, I would have died, you know. So bits and bobs have been nipped, but the root of it you can't take because I, I really I only talk about real people. Um, and, in fact, I'm writing a book. My wife, Pat, who's with us here now, she said, you know, why don't you write this book? You're always talking about things you've seen. I'm sure you've got as many memories as yes. me, Yes. All those wonderful things, and, and I, do, I mention them in the act, and I say the things, and people are laughing. I thought, I want to write them down. So the book's going to be called, well, it'll be out in about two months' time. It's called I Remember. And I remember all the nice, the things we've been talking about, the comedians I met, my Tommy Coopers, my lovely uh, uh, um, uh, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Barker, Ronnie Corbus, lovely people, Jimmy Tarbuck, uh, giants, giants of the business, Eric Sykes. And I've got
0: stories virtually about everybody. What's your sort of favourite show that you've done? You've done so many, haven't you? You've done sort of every type of show. You did that live lunchtime I did. Show. Yes. That was different the, for you. Wasn't the road it? show. That, that was probably, yes. that was my favourite of
1: all. I tell you why. Well, you said it all. You said live. That that's the answer. Yes. That was brilliant. I mean, I saw things on that show. I mean, absolutely stunning. I, I don't know whether I've ever told you the story, John. But anyway, people in this area will appreciate it. We we actually used to go to locations wherever we were. We might be in the Midlands, we might be in Liverpool, we might be in Glasgow, and we'd go to various places, Raintree Racecourse or whatever. And we were in Portsmouth, and we were filming the guided tour of HMS Victory. And showing us around was a young Royal Marine, about 21. And I've never been so proud to stand by anybody else. As he's showing us around Nelson's flagship, there's a party of French people. And <laughs> yes. one of them said to this young Marine, these cannonballs, these are what you used at the Battle of Trafalgar. And he said, no, your Navy's still got them. <laughs> Isn't that a brilliant story? Jim. Yeah, I mean, And you see, and it happens all the time. And people came up to me the other day and gave me a, a gag. And uh, I said... I don't know where it's come from, but it should have come from Tommy Cooper. I'll tell you what the gag was. All right, then. It's in the act tonight. Yes. The, I'm going to do it the way Cooper would have done it, which was, I spoke to this fella. I said, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm a fireman. I said, I bet you've had some funny experiences. He said, well, we've had kids up trees, and we've had fellows with big toes stuck in bathtubs. taps." he said, last week was the best of all. He said, you know those birthday cake candles you light, and when you when you blow them out, they light themselves again. Well, there was a fire in the factory that makes them last week. (laughs) We were there all night. (laughs) Now, you see, they come to you. And it's a lovely, lovely picture. And people bring them to you and say, try this. But here's one that genuinely, genuinely happened to me about a year ago. I was looking for a big people carrier. One of those where you can fold the seats down so you can go away with a van and come back with a bus. They fold up and down. Yes. And somebody said, there's a new Toyota house. Why don't you try that? So I rang up our local dealer and I said have you got oh they said yes we've got the latest one in. I said well look I don't want to waste your time I need a dark colour because I work in places where the car parks could be a bit dodgy so I need black or dark grey or dark blue and the salesman who sounded about 12 said we've got a new colour in you'll really like it it's called Oxford blue he said it's perfect this will be I said fine so I went round he said come this way and we're out in the yard and there's, he said that's it and it was purple can you remember psychedelic purple yes. Do you Remember? Years? well it was that colour that colour yeah I said, that's purple. He said, no, it's Oxford blue, sir. I said, no, that's purple. He said, it looks purple. I said, if it looks purple, it's purple. He said, no, it's Oxford blue. So I went into the the showroom and I said to his boss where's the Oxford blue Toyota? He said, it's that purple one out there. <laughs> 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 and you can't buy them. So I'm writing a whole book on them, and I've got thousands, obviously. I've got Once I start thinking about my dad being a docker and my mother playing the piano badly like Les Dawson, and there's a whole, I mean, there's probably two volumes.
0: There was a show recently seen in this area called The Way We Were, which I know you were on quite a lot, weren't you?
1: That, that's right, and that, that was a really good show to be on, actually. That's the kind of thing that's it's still kind of variety, that, because we were looking back to the days when... Yeah, everything was thrippings, you know, and, and you, could, you could buy a pint of beer for, for fourpence and, and uh, cigarettes were, were twopence for 20. Had all those wonderful days and a lot of fun. And, um, and they had so many well-known faces just, just really remembering, just sitting there and, 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 uh, and musing over their lives. And it's amazing the things, the reaction I got from that show is better than any show I've done for about 10 years. People came up on the street and said, you've forgotten to mention so-and-so. He said, blimey, Collie Clean, You've forgotten to mention coli-clean. I said, I've forgotten all about collie. clean You're too young for this, John. Coli-clean (laughs) was if you got a greasy stain on your trousers or your skirt, you squirted this, it it looked like clear toothpaste, and you rubbed it in, and you left it for five minutes, and it went hard and white, and you brushed it off, and the stain disappeared. Really? Oh, really, honestly. And it worked. I tell you, for about a year, it worked. And then they must have started to weaken the stuff. Maybe it started to rip people's clothes apart. But later on, you could put a whole tube of this stuff on it nothing would happen. But
0: at one time, it was brilliant. Tom, it's always a great pleasure to talk to you. And as we speak, you've got a gig on the Isle of Wight mm-hmm. tonight. And you've been coming to the island for many years. Yes, yeah, it's been a lucky place for me, the
1: island. Every time I've had a run of, of work in the island, something big's happened to me. I don't know why, it's something special, you know, uh, so it's 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 been lucky, I mean, I was on the island when I got the call for Opnox, I was on the island when the phone went and said, guess what you've got, name that tune, I got, I think Pat will agree with this, we got Crosswits, which was probably the longest game show I ever did, and we got that while I was here, That the agents rang, and luckily I had a mobile phone, if you stood on one
0: toe you got an answer on it. So who knows what will happen after tonight? So if the phone rings in ten minutes, you never know. You'll get it. Lots of luck in the future, Tom. Thanks, John. Bye, Jove! How tatty folks. How disconocrating to listen to that wonderful programme full of rumbunky-nunchness John Hannah meets... Good gracious me. Thank you, Doddy. I'll never forget the day I interviewed uh, Ken Dodd in Suffolk. That's another story. I think I got back to the hotel at least uh, about one thirty am in the morning. Today, we've been listening to a Hanum archive from Tom O'Connor, recorded in 2006. Over the years, Tom and I have become... Close friends and it's always a pleasure to interview him sadly now he's virtually retired from full-time showbiz but what a record to look back on a fantastic career thank you for listening
1: well that was super smashing great wasn't it Jim Burne here just
0: reminding you, you've been listening to John Hannam on Isle of Wight Radio bye-bye for now